Welcome to the Stronger Than Your Boyfriend podcast. We are Heather and Katie, owners of Bar Pass Fitness, here to help you sift through the bullshit and toxic misinformation that permeates the fitness industry. Today, we have a Q&A podcast. Yeah, so we have three questions today. And if you want to ask us questions, join our Facebook group, Stronger Than Your Boyfriend, and you can ask away. And you can even post videos, and we will give you feedback on your form. So, yeah, it's a pretty exclusive group, so you should join. All right, what is the first question? All right, question number one. What does high-volume food mean? So high-volume food is... All it basically means is you're eating more food, but lower calories. So think like your salads, your vegetables, your fruits, essentially any whole natural food, really any processed or packaged food is not going to be a high volume food. So, you know, if you've ever eaten like chips or even crackers or I don't know, sometimes even like the healthier options of the processed packaged foods, they you'll you've probably noticed that they don't really fill you up as much. The higher volume foods are going to fill you up while you're eating, quote unquote, lower calories. Right. And, you know, lower calories compared to what? And we're essentially comparing it to these, you know, processed packaged foods because, you know, maybe per serving you're getting like 100 something calories. But with the, you know, the processing of them, they create them so they're more palatable. So you want to eat yes. more serving. So that's where, you know, it gets a little bit tricky, right? If you were to measure out a serving of like cereal, <laughs> like Heather, you like to treat yourself with some cereal, cereal once in a while. And like she actually measures measures out a serving and it's like, wow, this is not it's a lot so of food. Tiny. Same thing with granola. <laughs> yeah. But if you were to compare that same whatever, what is it like 30 gram serving size for with vegetables like holy shit that's like two that's like a full ass bowl of like broccoli or something so that's that's just to kind of illustrate the the difference and what we mean by higher volume volume food if you're trying to lose body fat you definitely want to stick to these types of foods which really just means you're eating whole natural foods right but you want to stick to these higher volume foods as much as possible because they're going to keep you way more satiated Mm -hmm. and especially if you're like a fitness enthusiast and you track your macros and you're in more of that cut phase and you're probably eating pretty well, you know, maybe you're eating like 85% whole natural foods. You, this is going to be even, I don't want to say trickier, but you can get really like nuanced with it and you can almost like play around with it and see what foods you feel more satiated on because you're tracking your macros. It really, you know, it matter. The food quality does matter, but as far as like what your, if, if the quality is, almost 100% there and you're kind of playing around with different foods to see like all right this food keeps you more satiated or etc cetera, etc cetera. it's it's kind of fun when you do that but um it definitely helps your mindset when you're when you're cutting calories because you're going to be hungrier so yeah i like to like create large bowls of food yes. <laughs> right with high volume food that's that's the good thing about it like you can you can make really big meals and right. they're still like you know, they're very nutrient dense, but they're not like super caloric, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So like a big ass salad, right. like you have, you know, especially if you're eating a bunch of leaves, like that fills a bowl pretty mm-hmm. quickly. And then you add in, you know, whatever nuts, seeds, you know, some fruits, it's still not yeah. that many calories, but it feels like you're eating a lot. That's been like meat and veggies. Same right. concept. Yeah. That, that, that is probably like the key here. If it feels like you're eating a lot, but on paper, the calories are pretty low compared to like a meal out or again, like, you know, whole bag of chips or whatever, then, then that's kind of the key as far yeah. as what we mean by high volume food. Cool. Okay. Question number two, what is your opinion on chocolate being healthy? <laughs> healthy. Okay. <laughs> healthy is such an interesting term because it like, 
with anything, you can overdo it and you can eat too much broccoli, right? So like if you're eating too much of anything, that's unhealthy. But yeah. I, I get what this person means, but I just feel like the the healthy versus non-healthy can can lead to this like restrictive mindset. Yeah, so I just totally. want to kind of touch on that. But yeah, I mean, chocolate can definitely have some some benefits and it has really great nutrients in it. It's, I would say if you're opting for more of the dark chocolate, right? So dark chocolate has some of the antioxidants and the coolest part about it is actually the mood enhancing effect. Mood enhancing effect. I was kind of um, poking around on Google and I found a study and the participants in the study, um, the, the participants who ate the I think it was two ounces of 85% dark chocolate daily. They maintained overall better mood than the control groups who ate milk chocolate or no chocolate at all. So that's fun. Wow. But you'll notice that two ounces is not that much. So it's probably like a couple squares, which is definitely moderation. Right. And I will say like it, t- it took me a while to work up to e- being able to think that 85% dark chocolate is actually tasty. <laughs> it's kind of it's, it's an acquired taste for sure, because the the higher cacao percentage in the chocolate the more bitter it's going to taste but you'll find that you'll start to really love it what's so. the what so the chocolate that i like what percentage is that the is who it the one? who yeah chocolate shout out who it's, a, it's amazing um yeah. i think it's 70 percent. okay so that's not too bad and i probably have two like tiny squares yeah I, or maybe half a bar which is four tiny squares but yeah. i never have a whole chocolate bar yeah i don't know why sometimes i do yeah <laughs> just because it's good but yeah. um i but yeah like the overall the dark chocolate is going to have less added sugar so i would definitely recommend sticking to that especially if you're getting to the point where you're eating like half a bar of chocolate <laughs> um and i like i like the bitterness of the dark chocolate again like mm-hmm. i said it took me a while to kind of work up there but it's I don't know, my favorite dessert is like a little dark chocolate with some peanut butter on it. It's really good. And yeah. a couple squares of that, it's kind of like a homemade, quote unquote, healthier Reese's, <laughs> Reese's cup. cup. But yeah, again, like just just with the healthy thing, just make sure everything is in moderation and it can be healthy. And I don't want to say like these processed foods or like, you know, fast food is like, quote unquote, healthy. But, you know, if it's something that you haven't eaten in a while and you're only having it once in a while, like it's not going to kill you. Yeah, the so, other day, G got us Taco Bell. Remember that? Oh, my God. Okay. Wasn't I, it G? Yeah. yeah. It G. So she she got her. <laughs> this, this is her treat. She loves her Taco Bell. She's never going to get it up, give it up. So she was visiting, and she really wanted it. And she was like, do you guys want something? And I'm like, let's just start with a taco because – there is it's so delicious but there is something that they put in the meat i'm just <laughs> my stomach is destroyed and i didn't even i feel i think we shared a f- one full taco i don't even know if we ate the full i don't taco. think we ate it all we but i was a bite or two so each. messed up but it was so good yeah. i don't know what they do uh, to it i thought it was just fine yeah i i for some reason in my mind was like this is gonna be amazing i haven't had taco bell in 15 years it or, was good it, it was pretty good i'm like meh I could have done without it. Uh, well, yeah, I definitely could have done without <laughs> but it. No, but no, if it would have been like, what did they, they used to, I used to get like the Mexican pizzas there or like oh, yeah. something like that or yeah. like a chalupa or something like that. Then maybe yeah. I would have yeah, so been all about it. If you're thinking about it this way, like we don't eat Taco <laughs> Bell, but you know, did that one taco make us unhealthy? No. So no. that's why I just. No, if it would have tasted better, I would have eaten the whole thing. For yeah. Sure. I would have gotten two. So just be careful like with the. <laughs> the healthy i guess connotation yeah. like yeah there are definitely like quote unquote healthier foods and 
that's what we call like the whole natural food. So if you're sticking to that, um, then you're going to be good. But yeah, dark chocolate has a lot of, I mean, you can Google and see the, like the laundry list of benefits. But I totally forgot we were talking about dark Yeah, we're chocolate, talking about dark chocolate. Well, chocolate in general, <laughs> I would say milk chocolate probably doesn't have as much, as many nutrients or yeah. benefits. So I would probably stick to 70% dark chocolate or higher. I mean, 100% cacao is disgusting but it's the healthiest <laughs> but the the brand that we like to eat the who human whatever it's called they use they sweeten it with coconut sugar which i get sugar sugar but there's not a lot of added sugar in it and i personally just like that they use the coconut sugar it's delicious so, yeah and then they they also started doing like didn't they start doing like grass-fed milk ones oh yeah that's really cool something recently so to like yeah. actually use dairy they have like yeah. a dairy option but another brand i really like is alter eco i think mm -hmm. that's it they they have a really tasty 85 percent one i don't know what they do but the chocolate tastes different and it's really tasty so sweet yeah those are a couple of brands i like so okay question number three this is a long one. All right. So this was asked in our group. I've suffered a stress fracture on my pinky toe. I rehabbed it with my PT and have tried adding in light jogging and lunging. I've been having pain again and some swelling. Have you had experience with this? Any advice? Okay, here we go. First of all, <laughs> consult your doctor, a PT immediately. <laughs> so we're only going to say what we would do ourselves in this specific situation. We are not. And I repeat, we are not telling you what to do. <laughs> so, Okay. You've had a fracture on your foot. The absolute worst thing you can do is running because running is an explosive movement. You're essentially putting, and correct me if I'm wrong, Heather, you're putting like five times your body weight at once oh, on one know. foot well, at one time. Now I have to fact check. She's probably going to fact check and Google it. I could be just pulling that number out of my ass, but <laughs> it's, I mean, you're literally bounding from one leg to another, right? So that is the worst thing you can do because you're just, you know, creating just sheer force on the foot and on the pinky toe which i'm you know or i think it's the pinky toe right yeah w whatever toe it doesn't matter you're putting a lot of sheer force on it so what i go ahead i found Did you it. Find it it's three to four times your body weight okay, studies have shown that it produces a force equal to three to four times your body weight okay that's still a lot though yeah. so yeah like if you're let's just say you're 100 pounds and you're running you're putting 300 pounds minimally on one foot at a time as you're running like that's pretty crazy so we're just saying that to illustrate the amount of force you're putting on one foot and just to get you to see like that is a lot for mm -hmm. uh, uh so something on your body that you fractured a bone that you fractured um especially yeah. like coming back right away i so. think a lot of people think oh it's just like light jogging like it's not that big of a deal because you don't use a lot of weight or equipment but in reality like it is plyometric jumping foot to foot you yeah. know so it really is more of an advanced exercise running which yeah. is so interesting I, I, it's easily accessible but it is more advanced so yeah keep that in mind now the lunging i am fully in support of but i think the light jogging is what is causing mm. you to have pain while doing the jogging itself and the lunging so what i would recommend anyone do in this situation or this is what i would do i guess i should say is a lot of foot strengthening so we, if you're not in our Facebook group, definitely go in our Facebook group and watch the, I think it's the, um, the ankle mobility stability training that we did. Cause we do, I cover a lot of movements and exercises to strengthen the feet and the ankles. But the, the best thing I would, or the easiest thing I should say to do is try to be barefoot as much as you can where you're not creating pain in doing so. So for example, if you can walk around your house barefoot and that doesn't bug you, that's a great way to to start strengthening your feet. It's kind of like a beginner way to do it. 
Another thing, a lot of unilateral training, ideally in as minimal of shoe possible. But again, you kind of have to judge where your pain is at because if you're having a lot of pain, you, you know, you might need to start with like a cushy shoe because maybe you don't feel pain with, you know, a cushiony shoe and then kind of work your way down to more of a minimalist type shoe or training in your socks or bare feet. Right. So it all kind of depends on where the pain is, what your PT says Mm -hmm. and the progressions that you've been following. But yeah, a lot of unilateral hinging too because you have to really balance and stabilize on one foot like a single leg toe touch with which we've discussed before it's basically just a single leg hinge mm-hmm. and that's a really great one to 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 build up the the foot stability ankle stability and the foot strength in general yeah you want to grip the ground and create a tripod in your foot right so right behind that pinky toe um, if you're able to and then behind your big toe and then your heel all of those three points of contact should kind of grip the ground and um what was that drill that you did the other day in our like instagram reel where the you short were, foot one? short foot yeah that's kind of cool so yeah with the short foot you're essentially your foot starts flat on the floor and then you're trying to like arch your like think you're trying to make your foot like a cat that's scared is that scared <laughs> yeah. when you do that? yeah yeah <laughs> so like a cat that's scared so you're trying to like bring the arch of your foot even higher so you're pulling i don't know the right way to say this you're like pushing your toes into the ground as you're lifting like the middle of your foot up yeah does that make sense yeah so you're like bringing the ball of your foot closer to your heel like you're bringing your ball of your foot and your heel together almost trying to squeeze them together yeah and it creates an arch and i will say be go really slow with it slowly with this one because when i first tried it like my foot cramped when I did this at first, I'm like trying to do it right now. And it's like, yeah, impossible. it's in, it's really you hard. probably will notice that you don't have a really big range of motion at first, but that's just a really easy exercise to do. Like while you're sitting at your desk, if you're working or, you know, if you're brushing your teeth, like you can just kind of add that in here and there and you'll really notice the difference. But you also notice like a lot more like control with your feet and eventually your toes, which is really important too. Like we've lost a lot of control in that we have like with our toes. So like you, we, as humans now that have worn shoes our whole life, we can't really articulate what each toe does like we can do with our fingers. So that is a really good practice as well. Just kind of leading into the next one. <laughs> Try to just like really focus or, you know, bring your heel or your foot up and just maybe like rest rest on your heel and try to like articulate each toe even though you probably won't be able to and all of your toes will probably move at once but if you're just trying to connect to each toe as you're doing it it'll really help over time and you're just overall connecting to your feet like bringing that mind muscle connection there so i would say for this question in particular too it was light jogging and lunging this person was doing i would say there's a maybe potential not to do the um the locomotion part of the lunge right Mm -hmm. so maybe try to do like static lunges first like static unilateral unilateral work first before the movement but that that could be it could be just because of the jogging but if you take yeah. the jogging out and it's still bothering you it, we could maybe back off the lunging for a bit yeah the, the locomotion so like the you know any type of lunge that you're like walking into yeah. or stepping into you're going to put a lot of pressure on the mm-hmm. balls of your feet which include the toes yeah. so that could be causing some pain that happened to me before and i had to just do pretty much static like split squats if i wanted to do mm-hmm. single leg movement so yeah def- that's a great point i would start there yeah and just kind of assess where that pain is and definitely like see what your pt says and they can probably give you some exercises to to really help that too but i would say once you're super healthy like once you're not having pain you're you feel pretty rehabbed you feel like your feet are a little bit stronger the sissy squats this is what i call them mm. i don't really know if everyone calls them this but <laughs> essentially you're 
you're to start the movement you're lifting up on the balls of your feet and you're you're keeping your hips extended the whole time and you're dropping your knees to the floor and then back up keeping the same hip and shoulder position so we'll link a video of this so you can see it but there's a lot of tension in the balls of your feet while you're doing this Mm -hmm. and i think that that has been really a game changer for my feet and i have i've had this weird before i started doing these this weird like pain in my toe it i feel like it's got to be like arthritis you or have something. foot problems that's I got, all i have to say i have, foot problems. have a lot of foot problems there are there's a lot of toe stubbing there's glass and foot problems oh the glass there's, in the foot that's there's a, fun a lot one. of foot problems i can't help it i literally just walk around barefoot <laughs> she does. i can't like if i could i would just walk around like the world barefoot but that's I mean, not smart i could but that would Some be not do. smart yeah but so yeah like if whenever possible slash is the safest <laughs> i'm gonna walk around so barefoot also not safe at home because it's clearly not apparently there's glass. random glass in our floor <laughs> that gets stuck in my feet but but yeah th- this one the sissy squat which we'll link that's a really good one to to keep or to really just progress like the strength in your feet and you'll get some pretty damn jacked feet <laughs> not like super jacked but really strong feet is what we're after yes. here so and just like address the whole like foot and ankle too so yeah. work your ankle mobility as well that will help but yeah just be connected to the like the lower half of your leg which will really help right. and also another really good exercise doing single leg calf raises oh, is yeah. really good because at the top you're barefoot if possible too at the top you're coming up onto your toes so that will be probably more of like a once you're you're pretty much out of pain that's a really good one to start strengthening that too yeah just working through that full range of motion so cool but yeah i think that's it as far as what i wanted to say all right good cool (laughs) cool well like we said in the beginning if you have questions please feel free to ask them in any form that you'd like and if you like this podcast please review it and rate it it really does help with visibility and helps us get seen yeah and hit us up on the social needs instagram at barpath fitness a little bit TikTok, not really lately. We should probably get back on that. Oh, yeah. Okay. And yeah, peace out, fam. Yeah.